Welcome to the RMM TV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We speak and we teach on the supernatural, how you, as an ordinary person, can do extraordinary things. Hi, I'm Dr. Marina McLean. The supernatural is meant to be lived naturally, and we do that through the teachings and instructions that you find right here on the RMM TV podcast. So, sign up today on the RMM TV podcast. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to the Infinity Center right now. We're in his presence. I want you to lift your hands with me and just open your spirit. Let the peace of heaven flood your soul. Absorb the sound Welcome into the tranquility of his presence. Lord, we honor you tonight. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. I want you, right where you are, to lift your hands before him. Sometimes when we lift our hands before him, that's all we can do is just stand like this and take in his presence. Lord, we honor you. We glorify you. We magnify your name. We declare you are our Lord. You are our God. You are our great high priest. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can access your presence. Come boldly into your presence and be at peace and be at rest in your presence. Lord, as we hear your word tonight, I ask that you'll open every ear, touch every heart, and open every eye who you are in them and let them come into their full potential. Lord, I ask right now that you touch and change each life in your presence now. There's no greater place to be found than in your presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't that wonderful just to be in his presence? Just to feel the peace of his presence. There's no place where you can get peace other than the word of God and in the presence of God. And I'm telling you, I'm excited. This is, this, is, this is our church online. This is the Infinity Center. And I am so 
fired up about what this Infinity Center is doing in people's lives. People are being healed. People are being delivered. People are being changed. People are being set free. Miracles are happening of every description you connect. They are happening. So you are in a place of miracles. Isn't that wonderful? Well, tonight I want to share something with you that's really been on my heart for a while. And it's going to simply be a I'm going to, this message is simply a thought I want to say to you. And it's simply this. How did Jesus walk? How did Jesus walk? And is that walk possible for us as believers to live? Let me say what the Word of God tells us about this. Go with me to 1 John of the Epistle, chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 5 to 7. And this is from the King James Version of the Bible. And it reads like this. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Now that's profound. Even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you but an old commandment which he had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. I want you to hear this. I want, I'm going to read it to you again and listen to it closely. Whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Now hear it again now. Whosoever keepeth the word in that person is the word perfected. I'm going to say it to you again. Whoever keeps the word, the Bible says the love of God is perfected. You're going to hear it again. Then it goes on to say now, he that saith, he, abide, he abideth in him, ought also to walk even as he walked. Now listen to this. Jesus walked, my God. Jesus walked in heaven's reality while he was here on the earth as a man. Jesus walked in the supernatural. Could that be why the supernatural was so normal to him? Because he walked in heaven's reality while he was here as a man. Jesus walked in miracles. Signs and wonders were normal to him. Jesus walked in the love of the Father, in the love for his Father. Jesus walked in faith. 
There was nothing about Jesus that you will not find in the Word. Now, if the supernatural is to be the life of the believer, then Jesus is the standard from which every believer is to live. Forget if you are an apostle. That, to me, means nothing. Forget if you are a prophet. It means nothing. Forget if you are an evangelist, pastor, teacher, all those nice titles we use. Praise the Lord. Forget all that. The standard for true Christian living. There's no first-class citizen on a second-class citizen. We are all citizens of the same kingdom, meaning to say we have equal rights and equal privileges now. And the king himself came here and lived amongst us, and he showed us how to walk. Now, for the word to tell us to walk as he walked, that simply implies this. It must be possible to walk like Christ. That means to walk in the supernatural, it must be possible. It must be possible to you. You must access it and you must know how to live in it. You say, why? Because that's how Jesus walked. The supernatural was the norm. It was not an event. It was his very life. How? Did Jesus, as a man, come into this reality? How do we come into this reality? Listen to this now. This is what Jesus did. In order to come to the earth as a man, listen to what it says. In Philippians 2, now this version now is from the Amplified Bible. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 7, reads like this. Having this same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus, look to him as your example in selfless humility who, although he existed in the form of God, an unchanging essence of God, as one with him, possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes, the entire nature of deity, listen to this now, did not did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it. But hear this now. But emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity but only temporally giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity, 
by assuming the form of a bondservant and be made in the likeness of men, he became completely human, but was without sin, being fully God and fully man. That is, I know it's blowing your mind because most of you know that verse only from the King James Version of the Bible, which is a solid translation. But this Amplified Bible, it says it all in so many ways. It tells us what Jesus was before he came to this earth. He is the second person of the Godhead. He is the revelation of the unseen God. He came to this earth and he was the physical expression of God. Yet, as we've just read, he left behind and the word gives it away here. It was a temporal thing. <laughs> In other words, he suspended himself from his privileges. So in other words, when he was here, he didn't operate as omnipresent. He didn't operate as omniscient. He stripped him. Now, you've got to understand this now. He stripped himself of every characteristic that would go with being deity. Now, if, if Jesus came here with all of that, then the word could not tell us to walk as he walked. You say, why? Because we are not God. And even though he was God, he didn't come here in the fullness of his deity. He never denied he was deity, but he didn't need to operate in it. He emptied himself. That's the first thing that as a believer we have to do is learn how to empty ourselves, die to ourselves, giving up ourselves. That's the hardest thing to give up is self because it's you. The ultimate cost of you is giving up you. Jesus gave up himself and he came to this earth as a man, took on humanity, yet he was deity, but didn't need to function in it. In, now think about this now. He didn't need to function in it to walk on water. He didn't need to function in it in order to raise Lazarus from the dead. He didn't, it's powerful. So how then did Jesus do all these great powerful things? Mm. 
We're learning. He emptied himself. As a Christian, we have to empty ourselves. When we empty ourselves, nothing of us is left. Listen to this. The number one priority of Jesus, the number one priority of Jesus was the will of the Father. St. <laughs> John 6, verse 38 and 39. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which had sent me, that all which he had given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again on the last day. Hear it again. The most important thing for Jesus and to Jesus was doing the will of God. Now, I'm going to say this to you right now. The will of God is not popular, even amongst church folk today. You can read the scriptures and tell, the, and tell even ministers what the word of God says. And they're going to excuse themselves because they've, made, they've, they've replaced the word of God for their excuses. When you do not do the will of God, that shows you put your will in place of God's will. But the number one priority for Jesus was, do, was number one, knowing the will of God. Being in the will of God. And three, doing the will of God. Hear those three things again. The most important thing to Jesus was the will of God. It was knowing the will of God, being in the will of God, and doing the will of God. That is the nuts and bolts of the life of Christ. Hear what we just read. Anybody who says they know the word, anybody who loves the word and is in the word, then the word says, we are to walk as he walked. Jesus walked in the will of the Father. He was not trying to please man. My God of mercy, this is where the church is today. We will even change the church just to accommodate the will of people. 
We will even stop doing what the word says because the people don't like it. As opposed to what the word of God says. We're at a sad state of affairs when the will of the people mean more to you than the will of God. We got to stop and check that out. Oh my God. Let me show you how, let me show you how Jesus prioritized this. For more breakthrough encounters, visit us on rmm.live.